How can we make the world better? By making ourselves better. The Dr. Joe Show explores how you can make positive personal change by using his groundbreaking and highly effective I Am approach to understand who we are and why we do what we do. Your small changes can have big effects. Join us now for the Dr. Joe Show with Mark Stiles of Stiles Law and your host, Dr. Joe Schrand. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dr. Joe Show. There's something about applause that is just overwhelming. Marvel. My oxytocin immediately. I was just going to say, I believe that right? would be referred to as oxytocin. Oxytocin. Not Oxycontin, folks. Oxytocin, the neurohormone of trust. That amazing feeling you get when somebody says, you're amazing. And you get that amazing feeling. Am I repeating myself? It's amazing. It is, really. Tom, you coming in to, to hang out with us after we get the cameras all set up? Absolutely. Tom's here. So... What's going on? We've got a great guest coming in tonight. We've got Ed Perry of WATD, the creator and founder of arguably one of the greatest radio stations in the South Shore of Massachusetts. But he's he's doing all sorts of things, so I cannot wait uh, to have him on. Um, he was a great guest last time. I'm looking forward to catching up with him again. That that last time we sat with him was fascinating. It was. It really was. And, and the stories that he brings and the history that he has. And I can't wait to talk about what he's doing. He's just keep on going. I know. Keep on trucking, Eddie. That's right. So, uh, you know, we, we're sort of on a resolution theme for 2020 yeah. now. Uh, so I can't wait to hear what his resolutions are to things that he is creating. Continues to be creative. What is that? What is creative process? What? How do we... How do we do that as human beings? What do, we, what do you think, Tom? That's a, that's a good one. I would say, off the top of my head, I mean, we're faced with dangers in our caveman days. And it's, it was necessary to because we weren't, we weren't the biggest, we weren't the fastest, we weren't the strongest. And maybe even at the time, we weren't even the smartest, but we had to be more creative. Mm. We had to, you know, that's why we had the opposable thumbs. That's why we evolved the opposable thumbs and uh, were more helpless as infants, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Try arm wrestling of two-year-olds. They I, usually lose. They, well, Tom, you sometimes can let them win, and then they boost their self-confidence no until way. they until they go after somebody <laughs> but, that's that's like three years old, and but then everything born, comes crashing down. They're, from what I understand, correct me if I misunderstand, but we're born more helpless so that we have greater capacity to learn. I think that that's pretty certainly a big part of it. We're we're also born with an ability to get other people to care for us and we bond and eye contact and you know the first time that a child recognizes who you are and their eyes get big and you know and there's you know what there's another another thing called stranger anxiety have you guys heard about stranger anxiety so this is a really interesting developmental thing that happens around eight months of age or so um where a baby suddenly, well, maybe not suddenly, but realizes that there's an unfamiliar face. Before that, they haven't compared data, so they, they have all faces are familiar. So they'll smile at anyone. Anyone can, you know, get a baby to smile. But then they realize that there's a stranger, and intuitively, instinctively, they create stranger anxiety because that stranger may be from another tribe, from another clan, from another family, could be dangerous. Could be dangerous. And very often, um, stranger anxiety will, will sometimes uh, occur when babies are become more mobile. And they're sort of being able to move away a little bit further from the protective mother or father or, or whoever's part of their tribe. And so they alert and they yell Basically, there's a stranger, come and protect me just in case. It can be very uncomfortable, though, for relatives, like grandparents, who go to hug their grandchild, and their grandchild just activates stranger anxiety. Right. Thinking, oh, no, 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 there's another predator, another predator. So, is that creative? I was going on a tangent about, you know, how humans have had their uh, disadvantages yep. growing 
in their growing pains. Uh, but for creativity, I mean, what it, what was the invention of a spear? Right. And a lot of entrepreneurship, mustn't that stem from that same kind of drive to create, to provide? Yeah, to create, to... And, and I think to create so that you have an advantage over someone who is not a creator. An advantage that is either better resource, residence, relationships, so you are somehow creating something that another person doesn't have. So maybe it's a way like a spear, good way to get food that another person couldn't get because you can throw a spear further and you can get an animal, get prey, as opposed to having to run after it. So it is sort of interesting. And, I, and, you know, the listening audience, think about it. Every day you have the opportunity to be creative. Every single day. And that's also an I am. Right? That's part of who we are, is to be able to think and be able to create things and wonder about things. And for those that don't understand what the I am is, can you explain that? I would be delighted to. So here's the idea. I think no one's broken. I think we're all doing the best we can at every moment in time. This is who I am. I matter. This is my current maximum potential. I am doing the best I can. And we are influenced by four domains. No one's going to argue your home has had an influence on who you are. Just think about that. Even as an adult, you know that you're influenced by things that might have happened in your childhood. So your home domain, your social domain, which is everything other than the home. It's us being here at ATD, it's being at work, it's walking down the street, it's being at school, everything other than home. Home is given a special place. Then, the internal domains. So home and social are outside, and the two inside domains are your biological domain of your brain and body. Are you hungry, tired, digesting lunch? Maybe you're on medicine, maybe you have diabetes, maybe you're just getting over a cold. And then the IC domain. How do I see myself? How do I think other people see me? And the reason that's so important is because right now, right now, my I am is being influenced by my co-host, Mark, who's just sort of giggling about something that he's seen, <laughs> I think, Facebook. somewhere. So what's, what's going on there? It's the Facebook comments. Yeah. Uh, Monica. Yes. Our number one fan. Our number one fan, Monica. Uh, just commented that my, um, my hair is very shiny today. <laughs> <laughs> So I couldn't that, help and let that chuckle go out. That's great. And so what's happened there? That's one of the rules of the I am, right? One of the rules is because everyone has an I am and we respond to everyone, you control no one, you influence everyone. Think about that. You control no one, you influence everyone. When Monica sent that silly little Facebook message, it influenced Mark's biological domain. He started smiling. But I'm trying to go on and on about the I am. That influences my IC domain, thinking, why is Mark smiling? Right. That's What's right. happening? So the other rule of the I am, small changes can have big effects. These small changes that we make in our lives, folks, you don't need to change everything. If you think you're going to change everything, you're going to get overwhelmed. You don't need to change everything. A small change can have a big effect. And the I am is the roadmap to that. It's a roadmap because there are only these four domains. And the thing is, you make a small change in any one of them, it can have an effect. Now, I posted on um, Psychology Today a few weeks ago an explanation of the I am. And it, it really, it actually elicited a lot of very interesting responses because it was basically saying, we're all doing the best we can. No one's broken. There is no illness. There is no sickness. There's no pathology. Nothing's broken. And some people email me back saying, I don't believe that. Really? Yeah. And as, of course, that's their I am. But they don't believe it. And some people said it negated God. I that, can see that. The I am the negates I, God. Right. And I, I don't... That is absolutely not... For me... What was their the basis? Of I think you know because because it does sound a bit reductive or reductionist, doesn't it? That we're all doing the best we can. So doesn't that make it sound sort of predetermined? Well, the the comments were that means you can't or don't need to be forgiven. And mm. it's it was look it's it's somebody's thought. Yeah. And I absolutely respect it. That's the whole idea of the I am. 
is it opens us up to be able to have these sort of discussions and allows us to really look into another person's world. And that's why I loved those comments from people. Because it gave me an opportunity to understand somebody else's point of right. view, somebody else's perspective. And remember, the I am is all about, let's look again at why we do what we do. And the words, again, look. Look again, again, look. Again, to repeat something, look like a spectator. The I am is saying, let's respect why people do what they do. So when I got these comments from people, I was thrilled. Not threatened, but thrilled because somebody is listening. Somebody's thinking about it. They're taking the time. They're giving me the gift right. of their time to respond with their perspective. How cool is that? I thought it was great. And so there is this really interesting dynamic. It's not the first time that somebody has asked, where is spirituality in the I am? It's everywhere. It is part of the I am. Just because you have a biological component doesn't exclude you from having a spiritual component. Right. You know, these, these are not mutually exclusive. There was, there was an incredible book called Finding Darwin's God. I've got to remember who wrote it. We can look it up. Finding Darwin's God, written by a biochemist who was Christian, who totally believes in God, but says you can also believe in evolution at the same time. The two are not opposite. They don't have to be mutually exclusive. And part of the argument was, I'm going on and on about this, folks, but part of it is, if God created the world in six days and rested on the seventh, who are we to say what a day is, a day is to God? Right? Mm. Who are we to say? There was, there's a great joke. Remember the joke about the man who's walking down the beach with God and he's saying to God God to you you know what what is what is a million years he says oh to me a million years is like a second he says wow they walk a little further this man says to God God what what is a million dollars to you he says to me a million dollars is like a penny he says, wow. He says, well, God, could I have a penny? <laughs> and God says, in a second. <laughs> so uh, should we uh, just consider that? And I hope people don't get offended, but we don't know. I, I met a very wise man once who said, if, if you think you understand God, your concept of God is too small. Interesting. And part of the creative process may be that that is part of what we do, is we have, if the, the one thing that we have that's unlimited is creative process. The one thing we have that is unlimited is respect for each other. We can do that, unleashing the power of respect. Why should respect for another person be limited to what color you are, what race you are, what gender you are, what choices you make? Why would we need to limit respect based on that. I just think that the I am has an opportunity for people to really be in the moment. I was talking with a fellow today who recognized that the I am is saying, just be here now. Be who you are now and explore it. Understand it. Look at it. And if you don't like it, change. you can change it. You know, to treat it. It's not a problem. And sometimes you make those changes on January 1st. Yes. You have these re-solutions on January 1st. How's everyone doing with those? I am doing great. I am doing great. I am. I am <laughs> doing I am. great. I am doing great. Yep. Um, you know, I had I lost a lot of weight last year, put on a little bit, back to losing the weight. And part of why I wanted to lose the weight is because I actually kind of enjoy being alive. Right. I know that I have to make that small change in my biological domain so that it takes pressure off my blood pressure, off my heart, my cholesterol. It's still an I am. Right. But why consider it a disease? 
it's just the body doing the best it can given the environment that I have exposed it to. So I'm going to do something different. What about your, what about you, Mark? Your resolutions? Things. Uh, my resolutions are going well. Ah, talk about mystery. No, we've got we've got a few. There's business resolutions. There's personal resolutions. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, we talked about it last week. You know, are they? Is it silly to do them? I, I, I think it's great. I think it's always great to clean slate it and, and start over. But, um, yeah, it's the enormous optimism, and I'm forging ahead regardless of who's getting in the way and it's saying, don't, never, stop. It's Why? Optimism. Are you crazy? Right. What's going on? Yep. Just keep on keeping on. We have a very special guest who just arrived, the one and only... One and only. Ed Perry. Can we get some applause for Ed <laughs> Perry? Standing yeah, 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 yeah. Let's hear it, everybody. Come on. <laughs> let's get it up. This uh, great. Well, thank you for inviting me to come and uh, chat with you. It is. And, and with all of our listeners, too, of course. It is a pleasure. We would not be here were not for you, Ed. I nope. mean, really, you gave us a start here on ATD. You've given so many people starts on ATD. It's fantastic. Well, we've had fun. Yeah. You know, that I think that's the difference between local radio, locally owned radio, and the big guys, uh, is that when people come here, um, just because we're a little short on cash, we don't fire them, we just make them work harder. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> That's a good thing. Ben, don't you agree with that? Wholeheartedly, but he's a good guy about it. <laughs> <laughs> so... Anyway, we're having uh, we're having lots of fun. Yeah, and um, it's one of the reasons that we have fun is because we have programs that make people happy and give them the information that they need, and and that works out very well. Mm -hmm. And um, we without content, radio is nothing but music, and there are there's so many places that you can get music that you really need to have content, and that's what you folks do is you you provide content well we really enjoy it you know and i think that um having the opportunity to do that especially with my co-hosts here it's 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 a wonderful wonderful opportunity it's a wonderful way just to to get to know people spend some time together but more importantly to to help listeners recognize that they are not alone but they're not alone you know it's interesting because there are so many ways that local radio can help our listeners. And, um, you know, it, the, the obvious is the storm when the power goes out. And um, we have two generators here, so we're, and, and we interconnect with our transmitter site via radio so that even if the wires and the internet don't work and the power is gone, uh, we're still on the air with the information that people need to have. But it's more than that, it's, it's really being available. Um, to help people when they're, you know, when the Toys for Top people, Tots people come in, um, we got a box of stuff where people, uh, people come in. They, they, they literally uh, come in crowds sometimes mm-hmm. into the lobby to fill that box with kids, uh, with things for Toys for Tots, and it's wonderful. And they do it anonymously, usually, right? They just yes. Oh, yes. Put it in there. Yeah, yeah. They don't. They don't go. At, they don't come in because they want their names on the radio. Right. They come in because they want to help, and and that's what we do. Is is we're we're basically a way that people can help other people. Yeah, I mean, just think about you know our Thursday nights. We've got Veterans Voice. Yeah. Right before us, Friends of Benefits right after us, and then the Dr. Joe Show. I mean, it, it is a night where people can just learn things and. and recognize that they're Enjoy. again they're not alone mm. yeah, there's help out there they need yeah, it and and we're local in yeah. other words if if somebody needs something we generally know the people locally that can help them out now speaking of local there's WATD here in Marshfield but you're you have some stuff going on well what's yeah, going on yeah we're we're doing we're doing something that as a kid I always wanted to do which is to expand this radio station. I, bought, I built this station back in 1977. Um, mm. we, we built it pretty much ourselves, uh, put, put up the building out at the transmitter site, which now has got about 10 buildings out there. <laughs> but, uh, and we designed the building that we're in now. We, stayed in, we rented a space, studio space for 10 years. Um, but one of the things I always wanted to do 
um, was to expand our market so that um, we could be serving more communities on the South Shore. And um, there's, unfortunately, um, the AM station uh, that was in Brockton, uh, WBET, um, it was, they, they had an AM and an FM station. They sold the AM and the FM, and um, basically the Brockton Enterprise, who was owned by a different organization at that point, um, they said, we don't want to do radio anymore, and they sold the newspaper, and they sold the radio station. Wow. And uh, it was, uh, and it, that station in Brockton went through a number of different owners, and finally the folks who uh, owned it before we did they just decided they didn't want to do it anymore. They were speaking Haitian, uh, which was great for the Haitian community, but didn't do too much for the English-speaking community in mm-hmm. town of city of Brockton. Um, and so they just shut the thing off, and uh, we heard about it being for sale and looked at it and said, golly, that's, that's a way that we can start to do more in the Brockton area because the problem with radio... <laughs> is that, um, you know, if you got something that's in print or even something that's on the Internet, you can you can just add stuff over and over and over again. But with radio, you've only got 24 hours a day. Mm. And, to, and of, you know, your prime time really d- doesn't uh, include uh, midnight to 4 o'clock in the morning. Right, right. So in round numbers, you got 20 hours to try and serve communities, and you've only got so much time. So if you're successful, people want, if you've got listeners, people want to be able to get their message out regarding community needs, community events, high school sports, mm. things that people need to know about to make a community feel good about about itself. And we found ourselves being, frankly, unable to do everything that we wanted to do for the whole South Shore area, the south of Boston area, because there just wasn't enough time to put everything on and we couldn't make any more time. So we made some new stations. Huh. And um, we we took the old we took the old station in Brockton that was off the air. It took us four and a half years to get an antenna rebuilt over and we put it up in West Bridgewater. Um, took us four and a half years to get all of the permits that we needed, um, and, and I won't go into the, into what the problems were, um, but you could have, if you were locally owned um, and you didn't want to get something that was federally licensed, uh, you could have put it in the transmitter site that we're using. You, we could have put up a four-story a four apartment building uh, that, that might house, you know, 50 people and gotten it almost immediately just through local permits. But when you're federally licensed, you have to go through all of the, the federal bureaucracy to get the permits to put up the tower and make sure that you're not damaging the environment when you dig the four holes to put the tower up. Right. So... Um, it just took a long time, and then we had the opportunity uh, when WMEX in Boston um, uh, just shut down. Uh, they were having some some legal problems, actually, uh, between the landlord uh, who rented the space for the towers up in Waltham and the owner of the of the radio license who ran the radio station. Um, the, the tenant and the landlord did not get along. And finally, they just said, we can't do this anymore, and they shut the station off. And I got a telephone call from uh, the from the, uh, um, the guy who, from the lawyer, actually, who represented them, who said, you, you grew up with WMEX as a kid. How would you like to own it? And I said, wow. I'd love to own it. <laughs> but wow. uh, it was... Um, so we decided to buy it, and that gave us what we call, what I, I look at as the Golden Triangle, which is the, the, the coastal areas, that's W-A-T-D-F-M, the, um, the, the western area, the western part of the South Shore, Brockton and suburbs, um, that's WBMS, we used to be WBET. Um, and the w, what did, WBMS stands for what we are. We're Brockton Metro South. Nice. And um, we have an AM uh, on 1460, and we have an FM on 101.1 FM, and it serves the Brockton community uh, and the areas around it. And now we have an opportunity 
not to have to make a choice as to whether we put on the Marshfield football game or whether we put on the Brockton uh, Boxers football game. We can put them both on. Wow. And we, with the WMEX signal, which we've now licensed to Quincy, um, we, have the, we don't even have to worry about adding into that question mark um, the, the Quincy High School games, the Braintree High School games. We have the opportunity now to recognize the kids um, on the air for doing something good instead of something bad. Yeah. And if we didn't have those three stations, uh, we would have to make all these choices and we wouldn't be able to offer the service um, and, and really to the communities that, that want the service. And now we have, we have the option. We have three times as much time to play with. It's just So you're not broadcasting this on those radio stations? That Tonight we are. Yes, okay. we are. What we're going to be doing is um, we're going to be broadcasting the South Shore Morning News, which starts at 5 o'clock in the morning and runs until 9.15, or will run on all the stations until 9.15. And that's Robin Lisa. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a, Robin Lisa... That is a program which is network quality. Yeah. Um, it's they they do a superb job with it, and they focus, of course, on the South Shore. But they look at the commuters who are going up to Boston, give them every bit of information that they need. And now, with some of the other larger uh, groups uh, cutting back their staffs because you know they owe money. Um, we have the opportunity to basically uh, capture an audience that used to listen to some of these other stations when they had the people there to present the content. We still have the people to present the content, um, and we've had them here, the same people. We've, we have people working here who, who started with us back in 1977. That's fantastic. Um, and, and, you know, the average uh, person who works here, the, the average number of years that the people who work here um, exceed 20 at this point and so, so we, that says a lot about you Ed yeah, and your leadership so. well, it really does. well we have fun too I mean we go out and we do stuff and, and we make changes and when we recognize people for doing good stuff and you know and when there's a news story sometimes we have the opportunity to fix the news, to fix the problem before it becomes a news story. Mm. And that's always tempting to say, hey, we're not going to do anything about that. That's, that's going to be a great news story. There's a, these two parts of, of the government that are going to be fighting with each other, and boy, we can, we can put that on our news for the next three weeks. But you also see an opportunity to help those people reach an agreement. And if you can sit down with them and help them move toward an agreement you don't get a news story out of it but you get a better community i'm reluctant to call myself the boss in no. fact i i used to have on my business card it used to say general manager uh, and then i realized that um when you're in this kind of showbiz um that people don't necessarily do what you tell them to uh, they do what they think is going to make the show good and so I reprinted my, my business card so that now my title now is Ringmaster. I like which, it. That's which good. That's I can't necessarily make everybody do right. the things I want them to, but at least I can keep the show moving. Right. Well, I, I feel I have a team like that with Tom and Mark. I mean, I don't even bother trying to tell them what to do because they have such creative process themselves, and they bring so much to it. I mean, Tom is here helping us with podcasts and getting our YouTube video clips out. That's right. Right? Did you know this show is a podcast? I did not know this yeah. show is a podcast. Yeah. Are you okay with us taking our broadcast from here and of course. broadcasting of course. it out the, to the, the world? The more people you reach, the more people get help. Right. Could, could you just say that one more time that you're <laughs> For the okay record. with that? <laughs> For the, the more people you reach, the more people get <laughs> right. help. Right. Was it that, that part you wanted that, to What was the part where he's okay with it? Yeah. Because it's, it's different because podcast is not the same thing as the kind of live radio that we're doing. We can, we can convert this. But I think what you're talking about is that in the moment... You know what it's what what it's like just to be you know driving down the street and wondering where's the traffic, and their ATD yes. comes up and they and there's tell such you. a need for it, especially as people are pivoting off to these podcasts, and I think what you have is is really lightning in a bottle because, you know, as people are starting to move away from what we refer to as terrestrial radio, right? The uh, the the 
radio that is live that you have to dial into as opposed to hit pause and come back to it. Um, you're capturing that demographic of the folks that aren't really listening to podcasting yet, right? So they're the, the baby boomers and the Gen Xers that haven't really been introduced to the podcast, you've got this. And I've been listening to it intently because I'm trying to formulate an advertisement for your radio station from our company. And I'm listening and, and, and um, understanding who your demographic actually is. And it's, right. it's amazing how you've captured that. Well, the, the whole idea is to, to get people who care about their community and care about uh, improving the community. And, you know, podcasts are wonderful things. Um, in, in the old days, podcasts were called um, Bakelite Records. A hundred years ago, a, a podcast would have been a recording on a piece of Bakelite, and you could go out and buy it. Mm. Uh, it took a while to, to press it. A hundred years ago, they didn't have, may, they might have had one real radio station just about to go on the air now that was actually providing entertainment and information. Um, and so what what happens with a podcast is that one of the problems with, with radio and television is that um, w you put something on the air and unless once it goes up and once it goes out there into space, unless it hits a big meteor or something, uh, it's on its way to Mars and unless it bounces back off of something, it's gone. Hmm. Um, that uh, what the podcasts do and what the new technologies do now is it allows us to take the truly important parts, not the, not so much necessarily the entertainment parts, but because the entertainment we can continue to deliver on a on a almost on a request basis, um, but it's it's shows like yours and other you know other shows uh, where people say, gee, I'm sorry I missed that. I was you know I was I was watching. Uh, shutter television um, <laughs> or I was driving in New Hampshire um, but so that now people the things that go out on the radio they're not just going out to Mars and beyond and never coming back now they're available for people to to use their own integrity and their own interests uh, to to listen to these things and be part of it but they couldn't do that before but now they can do you think that that radio has changed. Um, I mean, I, I have an image of people sitting around at home around the radio and listening to a particular show, you know, 6 o'clock at night on a Friday with the whole family. Now, it's... it's shadow nose. The shadow nose. And, I mean, <clears throat> I'm I, perfectly honest. When, when I was a kid, I was doing radio with my mom. Uh, WGBH, Francis Schrand and the Spider's Web, and she would read stories, and every now and then I would have an opportunity to go in and, and, and do it with her. We actually won, is it an Armstrong Award? Is that is that like a radio award yeah. for Wind in the Willows, which we read together. Um, That's great. And and so, but, but radio then was just that. You know, it was a particular time, the show was on, maybe it would get repeated sometime during the week, but once it was done, it was done right yeah well the tech the technology now uh, is it's it offers wonderful opportunities for radio and it offers competition for radio is that anybody can go on the internet and create a, an audio stream mm. or, or even a video stream and ask people anywhere in the world to listen to it mm -hmm. and um, but you have to you have to be able to serve the people that you're asking to listen to it, and um, with WATD and WMEX and WBMS, uh, we have audio streaming. We're still putting up the WMEX audio streaming, but we have audio. We have each station on an audio stream, and people anywhere in the world can listen to that radio station. Um, for instance. In the old days, before we had that kind of technology, uh, which again has has issues for radio, is that it creates competition. That there is another way that people who don't have to go to the FCC, who don't have to obey any federal rules at all in terms of sending a signal over the public airwaves, um, we have competition that we never had before. On the other hand, we have reach 
that we never have before, um, except maybe at night for some of the original high-powered AM stations that still have nighttime coverage that reaches a couple of thousand miles. But we have the ability, for instance, we have, we have listeners in the winter. We have listeners uh, in Florida, in, in Virginia, in, uh, down in the Carolinas. And, you know, they go away for the winter to stay warm uh, because they're retired or because they have the opportunity to do that. But they still want to stay in touch with, with their hometowns, and we give them that opportunity. And, it's sim- and, and so they listen to us. And that's www. 959-WATD. 959 WATD and the uh, WBMS, um, Brockton Metro South, com, and yeah. so on. Um, so people who, who leave their communities for the winter don't have to be away from those communities in terms of contacts right. because they can hear the news, they can hear your program, they can hear the local music with John John Shea, that they can still be part of the community sitting in there, sitting out mm-hmm. there, looking out over the canals um, and listening to the radio with a, what I would consider to be a nice Mai Tai in their hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's we have the technology now that we never had. We have the opportunity to put stuff into print that we never had. Um, it's it's wonderful, and the the whole trick is to learn to use that technology in a way that suits the listeners. But, but Ed, but that's what you're doing. I mean, you, you you are moving right along with the times. That's why it's it's so impressive, you know, because WATD today is is not the same as WATD two years ago, three years ago. If it was, you wouldn't be moving along with the times. Well, that's it. That, and, and it's also important that you, you don't give up the contact with the listeners. Um, I, have, I forgot to bring in my harmonica. I was going to bring it oh, up. Oh, no. Well, yeah. during the next question. No, no, no that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. I, that, I think you'd lose about 1,500 listeners if you if <laughs> I I don't don't harmonica. Think, but one of, the, one of the songs that I always try to remember, and I've even forgotten who sang it, but it was, it's called Pilot of the Airwaves. And it goes sort of like this. I don't sing well, but I'll try it. It goes, pilot of the airwaves, here is my request. You don't have to play it, but I hope you do your best. I've been listening to your show on the radio. And here's the thing that I remember is the last line. And you sound like a friend to me. Mm. And that's the whole thing is that what radio does is it offers you the opportunity to make to be a friend of that radio station of the people who are talking on it and and to interact with them uh, which really it's harder to do on the internet it's almost impossible to do on television um, it's and same thing with the newspapers uh, you can write stuff in but it takes a while for them to print the newspaper but with radio we can do it instantaneously somebody calls up them I mean, you know we're we're going to be doing on Valentine's Day week. We're going to be doing a program where one hour a day, we're going to do nothing but play songs with girls' names in them, <laughs> so that people can call up and you know ask request a song for their Valentine oh, uh, with that Valentine's name. And we'll even take some guys wow. some guys' names as well. There, t- and we have this huge list, and we're putting it together right now. We're putting together, and then we're going to take the p- everybody who calls in with a request. They're going to get uh, get their name put into uh. the put into a, the box, and then we're going to pull out the box. We're going to pull their names out of the box, and we got one beautiful dinner for them, to which will be hosted by Liz Raven, who will do a broadcast. Wow! So we've got. The radio can do this stuff, you know. We have the opportunity because it, we are friends, and that's so important. That is one of the things I love about the morning show is, you know, they, they're always doing giveaways, they're always having people call in, and there are always people calling in. Yeah, well, they're yeah. absolutely network quality, um, but they're local. That's yeah. great. And, you know, we, we spent a lot of time, um, when we, we were doing a whole series on community. Yeah. You know, community, 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 because... how they reach and how they connect and... Yeah, and how a community can be two people or... Just one person providing a constant, because, you know, we're talking, you know, Mark mentioned Baby Boomers Gen Xers, but I still remember very fondly, like, as a kid, driving around with my mom and dad, listening to Lauren and Wally. Hmm. It was like having two uncles in the car. 
Hmm. I listened to him too. Hmm. I mean, I grew up in Natick, um, and I listened to WKOX. That was a local radio station that my parents always had on. And, um, you know, I had no choice about it until <laughs> until the rock and roll started, and I learned how to sneak around and change the station and then take the knob off so they couldn't adjust it. But uh, it was uh, the... Um, that it, it's a wonderful it's a wonderful project to work on. I've been so fortunate to I mean, when I was a little kid, I always wanted to to be in radio. Mm. I, I was just hooked on it. And what inspired you as a little kid? You remember well, when I was a little kid? When I was in second grade, I still remember this. I w- I went to the um, West Natick. Uh, elementary school in Natick. You'd wa- walk from my house. It was about a three quarters of a mile. And um, when I was in second grade, they brought in the chairman of the t- schools of of the school committee, who happened to be a musician. And he, he played big band music, and he had a band. And he brought in his band, and then he brought in um, a little some some a wireless microphone and he said and and some radios that he put in the back of the of the classroom he said i'm going to show you how a radio station works now and so he he had he took the wireless microphone which and he tuned it onto a vacant am station am frequency and then they put on this show pretending to be on the radio mm-hmm. and um, he was uh, he did a great job and i got I said, God, I got to do that. That is so much fun. And I finally talked my parents into buying me a wireless microphone. And I was, by that time, I was in the third grade. My sister was in first grade. And we had this thing called a uh, a radio flyer wagon. It was a red radio flagon, yep. radio I flyer wagon. Yep. And I would talk my sister into dragging me around the neighborhood. And I would, I would have this wireless microphone and we had we had a big sign that said listen for the local news on i forgot actually it was on 1620 because that was a vacant frequency and i would be dragged around the neighborhood by my sister and i would peer into people's windows and i would report on what was going on <laughs> in their houses well very quickly i became i became a, a very popular with the people who sold shades uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, uh, whenever they'd see me coming in that in that red wagon the shades would go down (laughs) finally i uh and it was a lot of fun and then when i was a kid in high school i uh, built some build a radio transmitter build a whole radio station at my house and we had no fcc license we just uh we were pirate radio people the kids and we had a big antenna we lived on a farm and we put an antenna a long long wire up up from a pine tree back to the to the house and hooked it into the transmitter and we broadcast from monday through friday from six o'clock in the evening until 10 o'clock at night we broadcast local radio and um, we would start by just playing an entire album from a musical show, from a from a movie or from a from a Broadway show, and that attracted the parents because they didn't really have the opportunity to hear that kind of stuff on radio, and we had found a bunch of old albums at the dump, so it we the parents would actually turn on the radio. And then at seven o'clock, it was rock and roll time. And it's time for Elvis Presley, Ricky Nelson. You know, the, the we and we had lots and lots of fun with it. We drew a big audience, and then I made this terrible mistake. Tell us what happened. What next. what happened to W? It was W R A C. Yes, uh, for which stood for Raccoon Hall, which was our <laughs> clubhouse, and um, so we we got really we had a lot of listeners, and we would have some of the cheerleaders would come by in cars and actually get out of the out of their cars and come and and want to go and and do cheers Uh, for for those of you uh, just listening on the radio you would not believe the smile on ed's face right now it is it is quite a smile go ahead anyway so we got our egos uh, expanded and we believed that we could do almost anything with this radio station because so many people liked it, and we were playing great music. And you were how old about this time? Uh, I was 16. Oh, I love it. Okay. I, I, I'd just gotten my driver's license. Great. Okay. And, uh, and I'd, won, I'd actually won the science fair in Natick High School with this radio transmitter that I built. And as soon as I won the science fair, we, we put it to work broadcasting. Right. Um, but the, um, we got a little too uppity. 
And one of the things we thought would be fun would be to do some kind of uh, uh, false commercials about the high school. Mm -hmm. And so we created one of the things that we did was we did a commercial um, about uh, our very, very uh, competent but very mean um, algebra teacher, the math math teacher. Her name was Anna Finn, and um, she was. She, you had to do what Anna Finn told you to do in her classroom, or you were going to go into detention. And so. Um, we decided we'd do a, an ad about Anna Finn. And Anna Finn, the good thing about Anna Finn was that she knew lots of stuff about math. The bad thing about her was that she weighed about 350 pounds. Mm-hmm. And um, so we wrote this ad, which I still remember, where it said, and I put this ad on the air, it said, in, and this was in 1957, hi, uh, we're the uh, Bethlehem Steel Company, and we'd like to do something to make you comfortable in your in your own home. Well, the Korean War has been over for three years, so we're not making tanks, we're not t- making planes, we're not making jeeps, but we are making lots of good things that are very, very good for you. For instance, uh, what you we can make you the finest, finest bed that you ever had, uh, something that cannot be destroyed, that will handle anything, and we can prove it. How? Well, we made Miss Finn's bed. <laughs> oh, no. Well, Miss Finn heard about that, and she went to the... She went to the t- she went to the um, principal and said, "You have to do something about this." And the principal called up the FCC in Boston and said, oh "You have to get these guys off the air." So we're sitting over a bed. Yeah, holy seat. All over a bed. Yep. I mean, most people, most guys get in trouble in with beds the other way, but it was a, yeah. it was a, the um, we my parents my fa- parents were both teachers. And so we're sitting there doing our show, and, and <laughs> all of a sudden, my father yells up, get down here! <laughs> and we, I go down there, and we're playing, leaving the Elvis Presley record on. I go down there, and there's these two guys with badges on them. Uh, and they're, they're talking to my father, and my father, he's, he's oh, very no. upset, you could see, and they say, your son, your son is running an illegal radio station, and, and you have to stop this. You're the you're the adult here. Uh, you have to control him. And so they they didn't take the equipment away, but they made my father promise that he would never let us do that again. Oh and no! And we didn't dare we didn't dare do it after that. Um, and and that and then they sent my father a letter, a certified letter, which is still hanging in a frame downstairs yep. in, in the yep. station, threatening him with huge fines and two years in jail if he ever let his son Edward do uh, what I was doing with the radio station so again. And um, that was the first piece, of imp- per- first piece of correspondence we ever got from the government. The second piece of correspondence, which is also up in that frame, came from uh, a state senator um, after WATD was awarded uh, the overall excellence in radio broadcasting and broadcast of radio news for the entire country wow. uh, by the Edward uh, by the the Edward Armour award which we have up there as well and where the senator wrote us a note saying I'm so proud of what you've done and, and we put that with the one that they'd sent the government had sent to my father oh, that <laughs> earlier is great. it's an incredible read if anybody has a chance to check it out here in the lobby of the station they're literally and Ed you've forgotten you're such a humble guy that's also next to your induction to the mass broadcasters hall of fame all right yeah well but That's this year. We've had a lot of fun with this. And Last year. I think it, it isn't me. I'm, I'm not, I, I can't do everything, but I've got the best staff in the entire world. And yeah, we fight, we disagree, we yell at each other every once in a while. But then we'll go to lunch and we'll have a drink and we'll relax and we'll then we'll start looking at what can we do for the public? Right. What can we do to make our communities better? And we're getting pretty damn good at it. Yeah, you are. I'd say. I say we're really so we got good two it. more stations. What else are we going to do, Ed? What are you going to do? What's in the plans? What's um, the goals? I'm not quite sure yet, but we'll think of something. I think so. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, there's always something to do. The longer you work, the longer you live. That's right, right. And, and you're involved Object with Object in with motion the group stays in motion. Group right next door. What, 
What's that? The, the TI, is it the TIC? Talking Information Center. Yeah, yeah. we started that uh, 42 years ago. It was just a South Shore organization, and uh, we we were just doing it. We just distributing uh, blind reading, you know, information of news uh, stuff that could not be read by people who had vision problems. And we just did it for the South Shore, and we did it for about six months. And then I got a call from the state people in the state and said, uh, we really want you to expand this. Uh, for the, we're getting a lot of complaints from people in other parts of the state who have vision problems, who don't have this service, and they want to know why it's only available in the South Shore. And I said, well, um, we can't. We can have enough trouble trying to keep the radio station on the air. So we ended up um, turning it into a 501c3, a nonprofit, which it still exists. But now it serves the entire state of Massachusetts, uh, and there are over 30,000 people in the state who depend on it to get wow, it's information. It's fantastic. So, Ed, you know, we do the I am approach here, and the I am approach has two rules. Small changes can have big effects. What small change can you recommend to people that can have a big effect in terms of their own sense of giving or community? Give to the community. Number one, think about the good stuff. Um, it's so easy to remember the bad stuff, but think about the good things that all that the younger people do and that the older people do as well. Think about the volunteers who spend a lot of time raising money for people who need help. Think about shows like yours that you guys come in, you volunteer to do this, you don't, you don't get paid for it, but you do get paid for it in a way because you help so many people who have problems. Uh, problems they most of them didn't cause on purpose, and you know, that's what you do. And then the second rule of the I am, you control no one, you influence everyone. What kind of influence have you been and do you want to be? We want, we want to, first of all, you got to get people to pay attention, which means you got to give them, you know, if, if, if you want somebody to eat something, it's got to taste good. Great. And, 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 and so you have to give them programming that makes them want to listen, gives them information, and then you have to throw into that the stuff that they may not want to know but need to know and if you can get them get folks to listen because you give them stuff they want then you can also give them stuff they need hey perry thank you so much thank for creating for watd and serving so many hundreds of thousands of people if not millions well we have fun with it thank you for being part of it we'll be back next week folks bye